go with uh, American 323 Heavy. This is Los Angeles Tower. Uh, make left 360. Descend and maintain at 3,000. Extend index finger. Press podcast. Search for MAB Sports Podcast and press enter. You are cleared for takeoff. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a Dynamite ep- episode 32, brother. I was just going to say, we're in our early 30s. Well, yeah. We're mature. <laughs> yeah. We're a sophisticated pod now. Yeah, yeah. Start, starting to get like a real, like real legit look on just pod life. It's just like, okay, like I'm not in my 20s pod anymore. Like I'm 30s pod. Like I got to figure it out. Exactly. Now, this podcast now can like discern differences between different types of red wines. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, a lot of Gruyere talk at parties. Yep. We're sophisticated. Le- learn uh, the the pods learn to cook a little bit. Uh, it has opinions on like just like deep dives and stuff. We are coming at you. We have a chock full episode. Uh, I've been traveling. You've been traveling. But I think right yep. now it just shows like the pod don't ever stop. It don't ever stop. We, we make it happen for the people. It's not even for you and I anymore, Brandana. The Nomavers. It's for the, it's for the Nomavers out there. Yeah, I don't want to do it. Uh, so we have, uh, we're doing Rip from the Headlines this week. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Le'Veon Bell versus Earl Thomas, the right way to do it. Uh, we have a guest. We have Tom Fleming, ATC basketball extraordinaire. He's going to jump on the pod. Then we're going to jump into the Neapolitan Showdown. We are talking top three sandwiches. Oh, and I... I don't want to give it away, but I just got back from Vegas, so you probably have an idea what I'm going to talk about. We'll jump into it, and then we'll... Fast uh, fast food sandwiches, right? Fast food sandwiches? Not just sandwiches in general, but from fast food restaurants, right? Don't don't, don't paint me into a corner. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Oh, you you pivoted on me. (laughs) And then we will finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. How's your week, brother? Ooh. What are you doing? Where are you at? It's excellent. So we, we've got a family event. We had a, for my father-in-law, turned 70 today, actually. But last night, we had a little surprise uh, birthday shindig for him, all the family. He's the uh, the eldest of, of seven siblings, and my wife has 21 first cousins. So they have a big Shit. old Irish Catholic family here. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're, I'm in Mab Studios residence in <laughs> right now as we speak. Central Islip. Yep. 10176. What up? <laughs> holla. Holla. Uh, was he excited about turning 70? Is it just like, or is it just like, uh, like birthday? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's he's not a, yeah, he's not a birthday, like, uh, you know, get all amped up for his birthday. But it is his, his 70th, and uh, uh, he just had, uh, like, a, a pacemaker put in and just, like, three, four months ago. So he's in great shape, I mean, aside from the pacemaker. But, you know, it's one of those things where it was like, I think everyone was like, all right, well, let's let's do a, a, a big momentum or big uh, momentous uh, occasion here for the birthday, and let's uh, let's go do it upright for the for the birthday boy. Yeah, dynamite. Uh, how, how are the girls traveling? I know uh, last week they had that. They got to go to the Apple Fest. Like faces painted. Oh, yes. They travel pretty well. They they still excited. 
Yeah, they, and it was good because we all drove to, to Chicago. Uh, my sister-in-law and her three kids and, and her husband all met us up in Chicago. So we flew out, had a direct flight. So Kamishat, uh was a pig in shit because she got to sit between her two bigger cousins and mm. sit on the plane. And uh, Kamishat 2.0 is doing really well. She's, 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 she's cresting out of that shy phase and wanting to always be clinging to us because when we brought her to family events it's been like just you know latch on to mom and dad and don't let go now she's out there she's she's hanging on the uncles the great uncles everything like that yeah Yeah, she's she's feeling it love it um man i think we got a big episode ahead of us let's get into this motherfucker bring us to the jam extra extra read all about it Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, brother. Rip from the headlines. Thomas versus Bell. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because both of these players took unique routes in trying to leverage their their play and their position to get a longer guaranteed contract. Le'Veon Bell, as we touched on before, is basically sitting out, although he's kind of announced that he'll come back in that week seven, week, seven, week yeah. eight, bye week. Yep. Um, and Earl Thomas is a defensive back, a safety for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he was also wanting holding out in camp, but he decided to show up for the games. Um, and last week against the Arizona Cardinals in a seemingly like pretty simple play like it 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 should just shows how violent the game is because it didn't really look much like anything um and broke his leg broke his tibia on his leg most likely out for the season when he was trying to leverage for another guaranteed contract and when things like this happen obviously it's hard for you know teams to back up the Brinks truck if you're just broke your leg yeah that's what i liked about him also is like it seemed like a little bit of so basically it's the tale of two cities, right? We had, like, Le'Veon Bell, who's just like, you've got to pay me. If you're not going to pay me, like, I'm not going to play on the team. They have Earl Thomas, right. who seemed a little bit of just like, all right, like, you guys want me to play? I'm holding out. Like, it's just kind of dog-eared, right? It's just like, oh, I want to let you right. guys know I'm holding out. Like, I need a better contract, but I'm still going to play for you guys. So it seemed like he made the quote-unquote decent move, but it ended up costing him in the long run. Right. He made the move for his team – Yes. Um, yeah. Which, which I think people can be can commend him on as being a, a consummate team player. Um, but this is the thing in, in professional sports. Like, yes, they are. They all collectively get together. They play. They galvanize as a team. They all make sacrifices for each other. But at the end of the day, their livelihood, their the money that they make, and the the short window that they have just for a playing career. Um, you really have to be uh, an individual when it comes to your contracts and, de- yeah. and, de- and deciding new agreements. And I think that's what the case that Le'Veon Bell was trying to make. And, and whether or not you agree with his tactics, you would have to say in a position like running back in the NFL, where your window is even smaller than the average NFL player, he's already passed, he's, he's already exceeded that, that window. So anything like this could happen. And then, and then what? Then his earning potential... Actually, won't be there. Okay, so describe for the listeners right now, why is the window tighter for a running back? I think just the 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 amount of impact that running backs, you know, kind of endure. Yeah, right. Um, it, it, it's a cliche thing. It's just like, oh, running back in his 30s, like, he's over the hill, it's over. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's that's the – that used to be the older benchmark of, of running back. Once they hit their that, that 30th birthday, 
um, then they are not as effective as a runner just because you've got basically eight years of mileage on them or, or seven years of mileage on them. And they're just, it's hard to perform at a peak level. Um, but, you know, NFL running backs are, are I think, going to be very comparable to like Major League Baseball pitchers where they're almost seemingly going to be on a pitch, pitch count. count. Yeah. Like a, you like know, a run the, count. Like, yeah, exactly. Like a touch count, right? Because like yeah. if you look at like, a, like an Alvin Kamara in, uh, in the, for the Saints, they they value the runs as well as the receptions and this overall kind of touches, and yeah. that's the thing is is that's where everyone looks at it. and like Le'Veon Bell knew that if I get the 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 magic kind of death number if you will for running back is four hundred touches that's carries and receptions and if you're doing you know twenty carries a day that's or a game that's three hundred and twenty carries right there yeah plus another fifty or so targets I mean you're right there close to it plus they got to step up in in pass protection a lot of times so they're picking up you know blitzing linebackers safeties there's a lot of impact on them and there's a lot of lot that they have to carry they they endure of all the skill set positions the most um contact versus a wide receiver or obviously a quarterback than any of the other skill set positions who's the best running back that uh had all the talent but couldn't do all that blocking shit right i think we overlook a lot of the other things going on like with running backs like it's just like oh hand off the ball they can run up like a like a hole but like what we miss is like that other shit they got to do on the downs that are not getting the ball Right. I think a lot of times the guys that that um, that don't play on third down, that's an Achilles heel of them. Right. Yeah. The, the, we always talk about the consummate three down back. Right. Guys that don't play on first, second or play first and second are they're in there probably because they're going to be more often than not running the ball. You know, so and, and, and anybody, any running back in the league is not going to play if they can't pass pro. If they can't pick up the blitzes, they can't see it. You'll see more careers ruined because of that than anything because they can't trust them because they're going to get with the way that they're trying to spread out um, the offenses these days. If they don't go out there and um, if they don't go out there and really protect the, the quarterback, uh, they're not going to play. Is there is there a recent example of that? Just like a running back that was like uh, Trent Richardson or was there a running back that was kind of like good on talent level that could run the ball but just kind of can't like didn't transition well? Well, I think I think we're talking about just just if we go to just this most recent draft class, we're talking about Ronald Jones in in Tampa Bay. Um, he was a high draft pick, a second round draft pick. He was probably yeah. the fifth running back taken or so, fourth or fifth running back taken about. And for the first three games, was a healthy scratch from the start. And a big thing of that is that he was not he wasn't picking up the schemes and the pass protection. He was probably being asked to do a lot more than what he was used to at USC. And they they didn't feel comfortable, even though they they obviously drafted him with the the thought process of him being the starter. Peyton Barber held on to that job, even though Peyton Barber is not as heralded as Ronald Jones. But he just Ronald Jones couldn't pick up the pieces aside from just obviously straight running the ball. All right, fuck it. Uh, when's the next snap for Le'Veon Bell, and where does it happen? Well, yeah, whoever the week – is it the week eight is their – week seven is their bye week, so week eight is when he's coming yeah, I mean, back. I mean, do, do you think okay, – well, I'm just saying this. Like, I know we're talking about this. I don't know if it's a red herring or not. Like, I, I are you confident that he comes back, like, week seven and plays football? Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure. I mean, if we see another – I mean, I think Earl Thomas it's, – it's, it's interesting, right, because he made that announcement after the Earl Thomas injury. Yes. Which you would have thought that he probably would have sat there and said – 
like, hey, this is why I'm, yeah, I'm this holding is out. Legit. This is why this I'm is not showing my up. point. Yeah, exactly. But then he came out and said, you know, coming back on on week eight. So um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was worried that they were well, going to well, actually, look and like, actually he, move him question. and trade him. Uh, most awesome. Did he say it? Or was it like leaked? I don't. Does anyone have a quote from Le'Veon Bell that's just like I'm playing Week Seven? I don't know if he was on like Twitter or Instagram or anything like that. I don't actually know where that came from because you're right. I don't know. I think, I think Schefter. I think, his, I, I, his I, I, agent. Schefter. Schefter posted it. So I just think I, I don't think there's a direct like Le'Veon Bell quote that's like see me Week Seven. Yeah, or maybe what it could be is is that maybe maybe. They're tr- maybe the Steelers are begrudgingly because I have seen that they're begrudgingly trying to trade him because they want to get something out of it because they realize he's not going to end up playing for them anyways. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to try and exactly. get some value yeah. from him in the free agency. So maybe it was one of those things that no teams were interested because they're like, well, we're not guaranteed if we don't if we don't come with a proper offer that he's not going to play for us. So maybe he's trying to soften the the trading landscape for himself. I don't know. I'm just I'm speculating purely on this at this point. I mean, we're just. You know, I have no inside information aside from that, um, aside from what Adam Schefter is. There's no, there's right, no well, most awesome Schefter out there. <laughs> you're the, you're the Adam Schefter of my heart, brother. Just like really oh, quick, make you, one call. When do we see the next snap for Le'Veon Bell, and what teams are with? I, I, I think it's for the Steelers. I think he, you know, I think he takes it for the Steelers because I just don't see between and and basically in in three weeks a a big deal plus a contract getting done i could be wrong but the nfl is traditionally kind of slow when it comes to moving their their bigger name players they they, we traditionally like the at the end of the um trading deadline we don't see a big a lot of big name players getting shuffled around so i i think it'd be real hard pressed for anyone to do it and it's not even like it's like a, a a team that's in contention for the playoffs can go and make a big move to help you know that make that playoff run. It just it doesn't. It's not the same as in Major League Baseball or the NBA or any other major sports league where that's like, hey, we're going to go out and make this big trade and ensure that we're going to get a good run into the playoffs and hopefully the Super Bowl. It just doesn't. It doesn't seem to work that way in football. All right, solve solve it for us real quick. Like, what is? the solve for the players union to make sure shit like this doesn't happen again or is it just kind of it's always going to happen like sometimes you just sign talent and talent just supersedes their contract and you get to resign them sure um so the the solve starts today but actually won't get uh, corrected until 2021 that's when the new collective bargaining agreement for the nfl is so 2021 2021 that's when they correct it 2021, yes. 2011 is where they wrote this last deal. Here's the thing is, is and, and Demora Smith, uh, the president of the NFLPA, has said it before and he'll say it again. But if you're, the NFL, if you're an NFL player right now, start squirreling away for a rainy day. Start putting those, that money away. Last year or last time that they did this in 2011, the NFLPA took out a $44 million loan for the lockout to basically dole out to the players about 200k to kind of keep you know some money in their pocket while they hold out well it wasn't enough for some players and this is where the players leveraged against themselves because they were uh yeah. they were overextended guys like vince young brian mckinney let's go vikes for the, the tackle for the let's minnesota vikes. vikings these guys took out high interest loans to even cover their not but besides the 200k over four months that they were waiting on and that's what got them into problem 
or uh, that's what the guy, that's what became a problem for them because they they couldn't afford to to hold out any longer so they took a shitty deal so if 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 you want to solve this Le'Veon Bell and everyone in that's there Earl Thomas rally the fucking troops bring everyone yeah. together and say hey look there's there's what 1500 players 30 times or 53 times 30 uh, or 32 like let's all get this together get it right and tight because in 2011 w- winter is coming and we better hold yeah. fo- uh, we better hold strong and make them give us guaranteed contracts if they don't guess what it'll be another 10 years from now and that's the other thing we need to, we need somebody to sit there and go i need to look for not just the future of the guys that are around me but for the the next generation behind or you know, that comes behind us and the generations after that we have to hold hold tight so now is when they should be talking about this because in 3 years it'll go fast we buy too many you know luxury vehicles and and homes and things like that we get it overextended we're gonna we're gonna be in this situation all over again. This is the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we do. He is the talent. As you're hearing, dropping the facts. I am the face. Look at me. I'm pretty. I'm talking about the Ooh, possible. Are you pretty, Brandana? Let's get a. We're talking like a little Levi Bell versus Earl Thomas and the holdout thing. I do want to get out of this. This is their hour of power. We're not going to fuck with you. You guys make us do it. My last question would be, <laughs> who is damaging the negotiation table? Is it the high-end guys, or is it like the low players that just need their fucking like, contract or like, put just bread on the table? Hmm. Yeah, it's hard. I, I, I wouldn't categorize them either way. I, I would... I would categorize the guys that are um, that are taking the big incentive laden agreements, and then and then the and who's to blame with it? I'm gonna say it's a combination of the the agents that try and spin these like, hey, it's six year, 130 million. Well, 65 of it's guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. The, that making it seem like, well, of course you're gonna get all those numbers. Of course right. you're gonna hit that incentive. No. I, I, you know, maybe it's those guys that like are fighting for less incentive laden and just pay me my money. I don't want to have all the, the, the wonky numbers in it. But a lot of times, I don't know how much the players get involved with that sort of negotiation because, for all intents and purposes, the the agents want the big deals right on paper, yep. and the owners want the big deals on the paper, and the players want that big deal because they want to sit there and be like. I'm a hundred million dollar man. Well, forty seven of it's guaranteed. Yeah, but everyone's getting blasted around that I'm, you know, forty seven. So a lot of money, but I'm still getting that. So everyone has a little bit of dirt on their hands when it comes to this. So what I would say is, is you know, guys, don't don't fall for the instant gratification, right? Don't fall for that little short term stash of cash that you're going to get because realize it goes quickly. So yeah. be measured yeah, that, in your approach. And that's what Bell's doing, right? He's just like, no, like I, I get like you guys can franchise tag me or whatever. Like give me right. you know, the league average. All right, uh, fuck it. Up against it. Uh, you make us do it. Uh, we do it for you, the hour of power. Ugh, here we go. Let's bring <laughs> this guest his jam. You've really made the grave. 
Guys, we have Tom Fleming in the studio, and, and we. How are you doing, brother? What's up? Well, I'm doing a lot better now that I've heard a couple of acapella air horns. And, like, Here's a spot, though. Here's a spot, right? That's Here's right. Here's a spot. Right. Do you like the Do you, you like the way that that hit your earbuds, my friend? It did. It did. It hit it quite well. Precisely mm. on note. If I... We're gonna be talking a little bit. Air traffic controlling, we're going to dive into a little bit about what it means to actually be a native Los Angelian and cheering for L.A. teams, and then we'll get out as we always do. I think we're going to quiz. Uh, that's the surprise, the most awesome. We won't let them know about that. So, Tom, you uh long-time listener, long-time fan. Long-time listener, long-time fan, first-time caller. I like that's it. I... So let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. All right, so you're an air traffic controller. What is it like landing a plane when you wake up and if it rains during the day, does it just like totally fuck up your shit? Uh, specifically at LAX, that last question, the answer to that last question is yes. Um, that airport is not meant to deal with anywhere close to the amount of traffic that it sees on a daily basis. I mean, with a little bit of history, it was founded in like 1928. Um, and it has not really inherited that much land in uh, over the last 90 years, yet the city of LA has grown around it, so it's got nowhere to move, but they want to put as many airplanes onto that tiny piece of pavement as you possibly can. So when it rains, we go what's called east traffic, and uh, an airport that is set up to fail, eh, that's a bad way to put it, uh, but it's, it's not well set up to begin with turns into a disaster when we're east traffic so it's it's not a fun day uh when it's raining we all know that it's coming and that when you're driving south on sepulveda and you pull up next to that in and out you smell that double double and you think mm. it's gonna be fine and then mm. you see an airplane flying in the wrong direction and all is, is, is so what 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 is what is that what does that mean exactly tom when you say east traffic like you just like flip air, airplanes out the other direction what does that mean basically so uh, um, the old Navy term is flip the boat. Um, so you always, you're supposed to land into the wind at all times and depart into the wind. You want a headwind whenever you can. Um, so the natural progression for LAX is wind off the water, so you depart over the water. You land from the land towards the water and so forth. But for some reason, when it rains, those wind currents completely change. Even though the storm will be coming off the water on shore, the uh, ground level like air circulation is coming off the land and out towards the water. And at that point, we've got to flip the boat and start landing to the, uh, or from the east. Excuse me, to the east. Damn, so it's like, it's like it literally changes the entire direction of ev- everything. Yes, yeah. And there's, so air traffic is sort of made up of an upside down uh, uh, three-tiered wedding cake with the smallest tier being those of us that are in the tower, we're clearing people for takeoff, we're clearing people to land, we're taxiing those airplanes around while they're on the airport. The next tier is what's called the approach radar control facility. Um, they've got the slightly larger uh, tiered cake, and they take you from basically about 3,000 feet in elevation up to about 18,000 feet in elevation. In the LA area, that means getting you in and out of extremely busy airspace. Um, 
uh, either away from the airport and off towards your destination, wherever that might be, or getting you set up on final before they send them off to the tower to get you cleared to land. Um, and then finally, there is the in route facility. They deal with all your high altitude stuff. When your plane is at altitude, they turn the seatbelt sign off. Um, and you know, you're not making any major moves for the next three to four hours. That you're talking to an in route control. All three of those tiers have to change when we flip the boat. It's a huge cluster for the entire LA area. Nobody enjoys it. Mm. Woo! Do you hear that, people? Do you hear that? It ain't just, hey, you know, you're good, dude. Just land. <laughs> Do you hear the in-depth shit that goes on with your yeah. air traffic control? So next time you get exactly. all fussy, yeah. come on, bro. Maybe, maybe think about the next time. It's just like, oh, can I use this restroom? And I just relax. Tom's in the tower. His day is destroyed because of rain. Get that. He's... Look, uh, all right, next time uh, someone tells me that they're going to flip the boat, I'm down. I know. I got it. <laughs> Tom Flip the Boat Fleming is in the studio with us. In the studio, you know what we mean. Uh, so you're doing uh, you do in Los Angeles, born and bred in Los Angeles, a rarity. What was it like being an L.A. fan growing up? Uh, being an L.A. fan uh, growing up, it was fun, but it was like being a glutton for punishment. Uh, as a child, I was rooting for a bunch of teams that didn't do much of anything. And uh, my most diehard team, my Los Angeles Clippers, were the laughingstock of the entire NBA. Right. Yeah. You uh, you use past tense. You use past tense accidentally on that. Sorry, bro. Your 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 Loivat your 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 uh Loivat led Clippers, your Michael Olo Candy Clippers, Lamont Murray, yes, yes. Pooh Richardson, yeah. That's right. Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it it has been a long suffering franchise, but uh I'd like to say that the day that uh Blake Griffin was drafted, everything changed. Uh, I, a little known fact, I actually shed a tear the day that they won that draft lottery. I knew exactly what was coming when, with it. The expectations were high. At the time, Blake Griffin was seen as the only superstar in that draft. Now go look back and you can find James Harden at the third pick, Steph Curry at the seventh. Um, and I'd have to delve deeper into find some other... Johnny Johnny Flynn from Syracuse, right? Johnny Flynn from Syracuse, mm. yeah. The, I believe he was picked in the sixth spot just before. Or was it yep, that? he was. Well, he was picked by the by the, the by the T Wolves before, yeah. And they and that's all, yeah. yeah. No, they went back to back point guards that year. They yeah. uh, that was Ricky Rubio. Rubio, yep, yep. So they so they missed on. They had a two first shot on the best point guard in the NBA, and they they swung and they missed. David. David Kahn, the GM of the uh, Timberwolves, who uh, who Bill Simmons the classically pulls out the uh, Star Star Trek Kahn every time when they think about that. Yep, he is the uh, the the Mike McMillan of uh, NBA GM. Okay, yeah, this is this gets us to the segment. First time segment here. First time guest. We're gonna let <laughs> Tom Fleming break the champagne bottle on the boat. We're doing our segment called "Does Most Awesome Have." it we're gonna quiz them a little bit gonna throw we're gonna throw 10 players uh based on uh there's a theme i think right now we have um we have tom fleming in the studio with us so we're gonna do a little bit of la players we're gonna throw him 10 players and see if he can name their college rapid fire style you still there tom yes i'm still here so i chose 10 players most of them are current players there is one player that is not 
Great. Okay. Uh, nine of them currently play in LA. Let's go. Uh, okay. And so the yep, keys to find their college. We'll start with a former piston in Kentavious Caldwell Pope. Ooh. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope went to University of Mississippi, Ole Miss. No, uh, another SEC oh. team, Georgia. Oh, for, damn it! Okay, oh, that's my bad. One. That's oh, my bad. Let's go. Let's go. That's you seem okay. Uh, I'm I'm rooting for most awesome ones. Yeah. Wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, hmm. Oregon State. He's he's super confident. That's one for two. All right, so we're going to shift gears, and we're going to go to the other L.A. football team. And uh, we are looking at the current quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, Phillip Rivers. Hmm. One pause. Phillip Rivers. One pause. One pause. One pause. Let let people play at home. A little bit. Okay. Oh, you don't want me to go that rapid? Okay. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not rapid. Yeah, not let, that, let not it play at home. I'm trying to like, Google. Watch my I, hands. I know. Because I know you're, you're, I know you're, you're the talent. Everyone I know knows you're the talent. Out of, <laughs> no, slap it down. I, I, Philip Rivers, exactly. I know got? everyone. He he came out of NC State. Yep. Yep. All right, two for three. We are going to go with another current Charger, tight end, Hunter Henry. Mm. Pause button. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. All right, go. Hunter Henry. Um, Shh. Yet. Is it uh, Arkansas? No, I don't think that's right. That's not right. Final answer? I'm going to go with Arkansas. Final answer? That is correct. Holy Ooh. shit! Oh, Digging it out, baby. When most, Digging it out. When most awesome throws a Hail Mary and digs that deep, it ain't going to be good for everybody. All right, that is three for four. What you got next, brother? Okay, I think this one might be the last softball on the list. Oh, okay. It's going to get more difficult. Nice. Current LA Rams defensive tackle L, uh, Aaron. Done. Aaron, uh, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is correct. So we're four out of five at this. Four for five. He's a talent. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. A little I tougher. Like a little tougher. Okay. All right. I have a feeling that Most Awesome will get this one as it is another former Pittsburgh. He's a genius. Yeah. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris was from University of Tennessee. Uh, also, shout out to Long Island from Dix Hills High School. But bonus point, yeah, bonus point for naming the high school. So that, he's five yeah, out of that makes, that makes he's five out of six plus one, five out of six plus okay. one. I'm so pissed about that, Kendavious Caldwell Pope. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're gonna go with the one former player, former Laker Lou Alcindor. Uh, well, Lou Alcindor went to UCLA. Yes, he did. Yeah. Six or seven plus one bonus point. No, that's uh, that's. It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that that was my that, that was my little uh, my, my little hiccup for you. Yeah. He. Yep. No, I like it. I like it. He. Uh, I, th- I believe he played in Powers High School in New York. Another New Yorker kid. It's actually correct as well. Two bonus points for Mosad. Oh. And and just for those that are listening, I had no knowledge of this list. Right? I mean, you guys. No, no. Oh yeah, we we yeah, forgot. I, okay. Made it up. So, uh, here's the thing. Uh, for, for the segment, uh, D-M-A-H-T, Does Most Awesome Have It, uh, H-I, uh, it is, it's all about he's just going to get sprung on the spot. He had no preparation. We pick a – he didn't even know it was going to happen. We just pick a theme. It was Los Angeles-based. Tom is throwing names at him right now. And this you're watching, you're hearing live. I hear you, Doff. Congratulations on your wedding. You're hearing live this man <laughs> nail the colleges. Let's go. 
All right, this is the last football player on the list, another current L.A. Ram wide receiver, Cooper Cup. Uh, Cooper Cup played for Eastern Washington. And well done. <laughs> God. So these last two are going to be difficult. Okay. Mm. Both of them are current NBA players. One plays for the Lakers and one plays for the Clippers. We'll start with my clips and go with shooting guard, six-man extraordinaire, Lou Williams. Hmm. Lou Williams uh, came out of high school, Gwinnett High School out of Georgia. Oh. Damn. <laughs> wow. This guy's a monster. You're a monster, most awesome. You're a monster. <laughs> Right. Oh, not even, I, thought, I, I can't, can't even type that fast, friends. <laughs> I'm not even typing. <laughs> I know what I know. These are not editing tricks. It's this the talent is showing up right now. I saved what I thought would be the hardest one for last. Okay. I like it. New Lakers, probably starting center. Definitely inept. JaVale McGee. Ah. So JaVale McGee bonus point for his mother playing in the WNBA, which a lot of people did realize it um tell me where she went to college oh <laughs> Ooh, I, did she go to tennessee i'm gonna go tennessee uh, that's a good guess i actually don't know okay <laughs> um oh javel mcgee did he play at nevada which nevada uh, uh just university of nevada not 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 unlv so university of nevada uh i guess reno right there in reno yep that would be unr you are correct God, <laughs> man, nine for ten plus two bonus points. Almost had like, like a a mother on what team she went for in the WNBA. That's insane. Um, we will uh we're up against it as we always are because of you, you fucking audience. Our power coming at Ooh, you. I'm feeling well, good about that one. I just want to make sure that everyone knows occasionally that. I'm here to play. I'm here for you, Brandana, that, that, that the audience knows that we're, I, we're he, coming in he, hot. Here he was the big thing. We did a little bit of pre-bro, and most awesome was just like, do they know like how brilliant I am? And I was like, I think so. And he's like, no, make sure they appreciate me. I was like, all right, I got you, bro. I got you. Like, we just got to do like, <laughs> we got to show off your skills a little bit. He's like, let's just, let's take me out for a walk. It's like, you know, when you get a new car or like you get a new puppy, like just walk around the block, you want a little bit of attention. And it was just like, yeah, like most awesome. Needed to be seen on what he can do. We're going to bring back the DMAHI segment as many times because Most Awesome does have it. And he has it <clears> today. <throat> and he fucking nailed it. All right. Um, Thanks, Tom. I appreciate it. That's, that, that's great. I like it, bro. Thank you. Uh, all right. You far exceeded my expectations. That was impressive. Thank yeah, you, sir. Relax. Far exceeded. All right. Uh, Tom, you want to bring <laughs> us to the jam? Oh, my goodness. This is such an honor, but I would like you, I'm begging you, please, to bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone, because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Okay, we are doing the Neapolitan Showdown. What started out with fucking ice cream flavors ranked has now turned into, I mean, the obsession of the nation would not be probably a weak statement. It's like everyone wants to know what we're going to debate. And this week we're debating top fast food sandwiches. Top mm. Uh I think um, Delicious. last week <laughs> we had Dave on. Uh, He's not good at scoring shit, so he fucked me up. I was knocked off my pedestal. (laughs) (laughs) 
getting three in a row. Uh, so most awesome. You take the ball out, sir. Mm, 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 mm. Okay. There's so many to choose from with these sandwiches. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go. I'm going to, I'm going to think outside the bun. I'm going to go with mm. the Crunch Wrap Supreme. Mm. It is a delicious little piece of ecstasy in your mouth. Here's a little here, here's a little uh, Taco Bell pro tip for you guys. Right. Ask for a side uh, order of nacho cheese to go along with it. It, yeah. it much like your cheddar peppers with the right. with the burger with no cheese. You take a bite out of it and then you use that little uh, Crunchwrap Supreme as a hook to then scoop out and get a little nacho cheese in there. It's delicious, yeah. my friends. Okay, here, here we go. Here's a Taco Bell pro tip: uh, drive past the Taco Bell, <laughs> eat somewhere Don't else. Don't go there. Would be <laughs> right. that would be the pro tip. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little dirty. I think you're talking you're talking a little bit. Uh, you're a married man with two kids, so you don't get this luxury anymore. But I'm talking a little bit about what do you grab that fucking Sunday morning? We're a little hungover. You slept a little too late. Sure. I'm gonna go classic Arby's roast beef sandwich. Give me that. Ar- I know Arby's like takes a lot of shit for being disgusting. I enjoy like don't get which cute. it is. Just, I, I I also like I don't want the king roast beef. I just want like I want the my sandwich. To my bread to beef ratio to be equal. Just give me that. You're not a big Montana guy, bro. I would have picked no. you as a big Montana guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, uh, First off, no, here, here's a little. We were we were flying to the or driving to the airport, and we yeah. needed to get lunch for everybody. We stopped at an Arby's. Yeah. Because uh, little little quick fun fact: best shake on the market, Arby's yeah. Jamocha Shake. Excellent, okay. bar none. Wait, okay. you know what I, you what s- I like? What I like about Arby's is it's like uh, everyone has an opinion on it. It's not like Burger King where they're just like, yeah, no. Like, everyone's just like, yell, yes, give me an Arby's sandwich. Or they're just like, no, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you can – first off, the outside of most Arby's look pretty disgusting when they've got the old, yeah. like, blue – or, uh, like, yellow neon – uh, brown sign. That's yeah. when you when you hit that Arby's, you're like, oh, good lord, that's a vestige of the past. Yeah. Uh, how you score, Tom Flynn? All righty, all righty. Well, unfortunately, Brandon, I'm sorry, but you're gonna fall victim. Fuck. It's bias. Arby's really isn't a huge thing in L.A., but Taco Bell is. Taco Bell yes. originated. Yes. Yes. Does that make Arby's? Does it make Arby's cooler? There's only like two of them in Los Angeles. Not that hipster. All right. <laughs> Hey, it's cool because it's rare, man. Yeah, all right. Because it's cool. And Most Awesome really touched a chord when he started talking about the nacho cheese. My personal favorite at Taco Bell is a nacho cheese and steak chalupa. So you had that. Oh, nacho- yeah. Sort of a taco at Taco yeah. Bell. And you Great. won my heart over. Fascinating. You're not playing. Great. Interesting. <laughs> 1,000 times where that is the number of points that goes awesome. Jesus. Look at this. Arby's is still a solid, solid choice. So I'm going to go with 555 to $1,000, $555. I think Tom Flynn is bringing that back on the Arby's deal from 10 years ago when you could get five right. roast beef sandwiches for 555 I love it. Good score. 555 1000 What do you got for number two most awesome? Okay. I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go uh, – with five guys, and I'm gonna go with the, their double bacon cheeseburger. Five guys right now, probably owning the burger market in the no. game right now. Five guys is delicious. Don't tell me no. First of all, is, is that over? Like, is Don't that over? Or, no, like, bro. if you had in a perfect world, let's say you lived in a spot that you could get all those sandwiches at one time, like, um, like Shake Shack, like, uh, five guys versus In and Out. What do you go with? 
Five Guys. I'm going with Five Guys. First, because mm-hmm. because 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 I don't I don't think I've ever eaten at a Shake Shack. First off, secondly, yeah. I do like In and Out, and I know we've got an LA native, and so they're right there, and they're and they're and they're very good. And I know you got to go with the animal style. Look, I'm not a big de- I'm not <laughs> look. Tell me what's on the menu, and I don't ask me sure. to go on the secret menu. Just tell me what's on the yeah. on the menu. Here's the other thing is, is the, 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 the biggest knock on in and out and and I know this might be sacrilege to saying on this podcast, the fries. The fries aren't that good. Okay. All right. Well, oh, God. Thank God. This is going to give me the point. Oh, Tom. Fleming, this, is it, fucking, if this is going to be my grape nuts, then so be I hope it. I'll stay behind this all day. Your head's going to explode. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going a little uh, – I'm my only one that I think don't oh, – maybe another one. Uh, I'm not going beef on this. I'm going – Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Like yeah. it is a home run. It's good. I like I like the balls that's not open on Sundays. I just I like how it just and it's just the balls. Two, like two two pickles, two pickles, a bun, and it like just a great tasting fucking breaded chicken patty. Like yeah. I'm surprised you didn't go with the spicy chicken sandwich, Brandana, the superior of the two chicken oh, that's sandwiches. I, 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 I know you're thinking that. Hey, you, you know what's, what's funny is it was after like 32 weeks of doing this with uh, Most Awesome, my brother in the world, you know me well, and I do like spicy shit. I, just, I didn't yeah. want to get cute. I didn't want to get cute. See, so that's what like, I thought. I like, that's I your thought, cute like, move. Okay. All right. So once again, there's a chord that's been hit by Most Awesome. Uh-oh. This time, Uh-oh. negative. Uh-oh. Yes! <laughs> negative chord! This is a debate that's been had many a time at work. And uh, unfortunately, of those three sandwiches, Five Guys ends up in third place. Ooh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part of it has to do with the fact that it's twice as expensive as In-N-Out. And don't talk to me about the secret menu. The secret menu has three items on it. It's not something that's hard to memorize. Or ask a question about when you're standing still there. Still not on the board, bro. Still not on the board. Yeah. Uh, well, what whatever. You, what, Everybody what knows. Top and circumcised. Right, yeah. pull a fucking book to get into the secret menu next time. A wall turns around. Just give me the fucking shit. Okay, fine. You got one point. I'm fired up. Okay. Oh, okay. I probably should have come hot, hot before you get the point. Thousand and so one. So is that, is that one, what one one thousand and one to five fifty five? <laughs> no, 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 no. Brandana wins this particular round. And I want you guys fighting for glory in this last third. So <laughs> I'm going to do a little quick math here. Yeah. And what is it? It's 446. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Another dead heat. Oh, here we find ourselves again. Going to third now round. I think our I audience am... is just trolling us a little bit on this, Brandana. We don't intentionally I, I mean this they, to they... happen. I don't. We don't. We don't, brothers. I, they're they're trying to make this happen. This third round, I am very confident about my sandwich. I'm very confident. How are you feeling? I'm I'm very confident as well too. I'm very very confident. I'm so confident. Right. Why don't you? Do you yeah. want to? Do you want a fifty pointer? It. <laughs> ooh ooh. Like I want to go taking it out of my hands. I want to no, no, go Tommy's. No, 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 you, no, you got it. No, of yeah, course you still not. Never, you still Tom. You're 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 a guest, but well, yeah, there is still, the, you still got it. There is the the attempt at the number one slot for fifty points, right. and I will I will I will if you Let's do it, Brandana, I will I will go after yours as well too. I'll make a gentleman's agreement on it. So even if it comes out, we still even out. Uh, uh, what if we the same one? Uh, I'm I'm not gonna go for it. I, I think I think I have this one, so I'm not gonna go for it because my sandwich is good, and I also my sandwich. I don't want to ruin it for you. You cannot guess now. 
my sandwich is within a half a mile of where our guest is going to judge from. Oh, oh, oh yes, that's why. That's why I think yeah. you. I think you're a little scared because you didn't know where I was going to be, but I knew. I you knew what I, I was knew doing. Where you yeah. were going to be? You have a skirt. The have a skirt. Earl of Sandwich. I'm going to go Italian. That's what I'm going to go with. Your Italian, your Italian club. Ooh, or you're close. Club. It's, it's the it's the club, brother. The club. It's the club. The it's a good club. sandwich, and I'm going to give you mine. It's the I'm it's, gonna go it's, one. it's it's the best sandwich in the world. The best sandwich. It is the best sandwich in the, in the world. world. But you know what I don't like about that sandwich is is that it can get on your hands and can get all messy. You know what I want? I want a carnitas burrito from Chipotle. That's what I want because it's clean and easy, baby. <laughs> it's just it's just a sandwich. Oh, I don't tight. hate that. I don't hate that. I don't hate you went burrito. You got cute. This is a brandana move. You got a little cute about it. I did. I, you got I cute. zigged when I when 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 you yeah. thought I was gonna brandana. Well, what's exactly. funny is like my number one burrito and probably like top four like foods that I eat a week. I have two carnitas burritos a week from Chipotle. Like it's, it's six bucks in my office. Yeah, it's it's so it's so do a little uh a little brown rice to make yourself feel like you're being healthy and then like right. a little like okay. a de gallo, like yeah, give us that. Yep. Get the pico de gallo. Sometimes if I'm feeling spicy, I get the uh, get the green verde sauce. Oh, get a little, or, and the corn salsa. I gotta get the corn salsa on there too. Cheese, sour oh, cream, do. and if I and if I feel like I want to lap in luxury, guac that shit. Yeah, guac it, guac it up here at the cash. He's gonna let you know. They're just like this is extra, and you're just like it's all good. I'm a millionaire. Do it. Right. But yeah, exactly. I do the I, I do the pico de gallo and I do the red chili. Let's get that and see the and see the, and see the fifteen people behind me guac their shit too, bros. <laughs> That's how much of a millionaire I am. Guac, guac on the fucking house. How much is a tub of guacamole? Apparently, by your math, it's twenty thousand dollars. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. Give it. <laughs> give it to me. How say you, Tom? Oh my goodness, this one's a tough one because uh, both of these are are uh, uh, based at uh, a restaurant that I love to eat at. Neither one of them is my personal favorite at each of those eateries. So, because I can't really differentiate one from the other as far as taste is concerned, it's going to have to come down to how quickly it, it, it leaves my body. In which case, the Earl sandwich has to win. Yes! Because I can keep it in there for longer than 30 minutes. That's right, you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the problem with Chipotle is, especially if you start scooping some chips in with that hot salsa that you drop on there oh man i need a bathroom facility rather quickly i hope that that's uh that that beats the uh the pg rating of the show uh, but, uh, uh there's no I'm pg rating with, uh, on this show uh it's the it, earl sandwich for the win nice. and one point for the chipotle oh okay. look i never would have thought tom that your gastro uh distress would have taken the right. neapolitan showdown victory from me but i guess that's where we're at i guess that's what happens when you have a guest Brett, that's what I was like. You control. And you're a man that works shift work, and it usually <laughs> has to be on position with no access to a bathroom facility for two hours following a lunch break. It matters. It really does. Yeah. All so right. what happens when an air traffic controller has to take a shit? Like, like, and that's like, because you know, not all, not not all not all poops come, you know, with a, a greeting card that they're covered. Sometimes, <laughs> every once in a while. You, it gets sprung upon you. How, how say you? Is there, a, is there a secret handshake? Is there a knock? Like, what happens? Uh, generally, I turn around to my, uh, my supervisor, and the first question is, hey, how long until my break's coming? At which point he tells me, and anything longer than five minutes goes, yeah, that's not going to work. 
he grabs somebody from downstairs and uh, they rush up to take me off position. And I make my way to the closest facility for an emergency uh, deposit. Right, exactly. That's one more ship you're going to land, my friend, right there. All right, all right, all right. Amazing. All right, all right. All right, all right. Our power coming to you tight as we always do. <laughs> uh, we are bouncing out. We have Tom Fleming join us in the studio. As you know, we're going to get into, you know, our MVP. But for that, we got to do what we do, which is Mab About You. Top should always come. This is rapid fire questions. We got six of them today. Uh, gonna fire him off, and then he possibly. What's he playing for? Most awesome. Ooh, he's playing for coveted, most awesome brandana sports podcast T-shirt. Uh, judge, you're you're or, uh, judge. Nice. Uh, Tom, the judge. You are a tall drink of water. I'm yes. assuming we're uh, a large or maybe extra large. Just because you're tall, not because you're, not not because you're husky. Like a medium pull down. I lean towards the tall, or I'm sorry, the large. The All right. Okay. Tends to be tends to make me look a little fatter than. Too too blousey. I got it. We keeps yeah. it tight in air traffic controller. It keeps it tight. Okay. Keeps it tight. All right. Let's get into the questions. The wheels are coming off. We'll ask you one more time. On a scale of one to this pod, Fox, rate this podcast. This pod, Fox. There you go. I'm going yeah. With a thousand points, my first score in the Neapolitan Showdown. What is your favorite breakfast cereal? Oh man. Okay, so I I tend to lean, you know, because most of us don't eat cereal anymore as adults. So as a kid, I had quite the sweet tooth. I'm gonna go with Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Ooh. There are there are Ooh. eight different, or there are like six different fruit fruit flavors in that. So I'm gonna give you six points, my friend. <laughs> nice job. Uh, really fast in your best ATC lingo. How would you tell someone to describe the pot in your ATC lingo? How would you say someone to describe the pot? Like most. Yeah. How would you, how would you guide it onto their phone? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to assume, uh, let's go with, uh, American 323 heavy. This is Los Angeles tower. Uh, make left 360. Descend and maintain at 3,000. Extend index finger. Press podcast. Search for MAB Sports Podcast and press enter. You are cleared for takeoff. <laughs> that is, I, I would give you. Wow. I would give you infinite wow. points if you had said you're cleared to podcast. Wow. But you said cleared to takeoff. I'm going to give you uh, 900,000 points. Well, also, I'm pretty awesome. sure. I'm pretty sure that's going to open up this episode. Like that's what we have to start all episodes yes, with. Yes, that's sexy AF, my friend. Okay, so uh, most awesome and I had breakfast together two weeks ago to the day. What sports personality did we run into? Oh, Mike Golick. Boom. Oh. Uh, that's right. I'm going to give you uh, a wingo point on that one. <laughs> What is your favorite Martin Scorsese movie? <laughs> oh, man. Can I zig? Oh! Go ahead. I'm going to go with the first season of Boardwalk Empire. Ooh. Um, uh, Steve Buscemi has one crooked tooth, so I'm going to give you one point for that one. I loved that show when it came out, and uh, part of the attraction was the fact that Scorsese was original director for it so yeah mm. it's good 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 I, it was a good show i like season one for sure okay 
Alright, you have a 16. Ace and a 5. Showing. And the dealer is showing a 5. Hit. Stay. Double down. Oh. Uh, I believe I'm supposed to hit on that. Most awesome. Bing, 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 bing. 21 points. Oh. There you go. <laughs> 21. Perfect. What's your win, brother? Oh, let me tally it up here. Mm -mm -mm. You said you were a large. I think we got that in stock. You've won yourself a most awesome brand and a sports podcast oh! t-shirt. Wear oh! it in the tower. Let those Delta flights know who and what fucks <laughs> in the tower. <laughs> I will wear it with pride, and I will probably run it in uh, Brother T-Boz's face. Mm. There you go. <laughs> nice. Good. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> All right, we're up against it as we are uh, MVP of the week. Uh, most awesome. Kick it off. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the in-laws. I'm going to go with all, the whole family here. Uh, it's always great to be in Central Islip. Uh, they always turn out and make for a grand old time, lots of fun with the kids. So I'm going to go with the whole in-law crew as my MVPs of the week. I miss you, bro. You're so close to me. Aren't you? You're I like, know, bro. You're like two hours away from me. That makes me I know, sad and I happy. know. I can feel I know, your energy. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. I just... I'm reaching for you, brother. I'm reaching for you. Thanks. All right, Thanks. Uh, Tom, who you got? MVP of the week. MVP of the week, uh, I'm going to be a little bit sarcastic about this and say Chip Kelly for finally showing up <laughs> on Saturday and presenting an offense that in some way, shape, or form resembled what we hired him for. Uh, they did not win, but they were say. one and a half point dogs, and they were in it until the very end. Thank you, Chip Kelly. You are my MVP of the week. Boom. Awesome. I'm going to go with my MVP of the week. Uh, it's going to be uh, Stewardess on... Um, Alaskan, which used to be Virgin Airlines, she brought me that third drink when she didn't have to. I was just feeling it. She brought it over and didn't charge me. So hats off. Look at that. Oh, look at that. All right. This has been the most awesome Brandana Sports podcast. Oh, what do you got? Flight attendants. No, I'm just going to say, I think they're called flight attendants, bro. What do you call it? Stewardess? Stewardess. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, fuck it. We're going down anyway. I'll see it. This has been the Most Awesome Brain Dance Sports Podcast. Uh, Tom Fleming in quote-unquote studio with us. Uh, amazing guest. Uh, I am Brandana. Tom, will you ask Most Awesome to sign himself off, please? Most Awesome, please, oh, please, sign us off. You know, they often say that I'm the ATC of uh, podcasting. That's the air traffic control <laughs> map. And I'm about to flip this podcast. <laughs> Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.